Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Schubert, and today I am here with Jamari Odom, a.k.a. Hyperboy Blue, who has been my sidekick on this Power Rangers series that I've been doing for the past four episodes. How are you doing today, man? I'm, I'm good. How are you, man? <laughs> I am doing great, and I appreciate you coming on for each episode, taking some time out of your day. I was going to have Power Ranger Lore. I was going to have him from TikTok. I was going to have him on the app. I mean, not on the app, on the uh, on the podcast. And I was also going to have Wade's Cosplay, but unfortunately, both of them, they had something come out, come up, so I they couldn't come on. But I told them, I was like, dude, unfortunately, it's going to be a while before I do another Power Ranger video or a Power Ranger podcast, so... But when I do, I will keep you guys in mind. So, but until then, let's jump into the title sequence right now. Okay, so this episode, we've talked about comic books. We've talked about the movies. We've talked about Power Rangers as a whole, but we haven't actually touched on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show itself. But before we get started, let's talk about how we got into Power Rangers. Jamari, I'll let you go first, man. Okay, so for those who don't know me, uh, I got into Power Rangers through my mom. She was basically, she had the old VHS tapes and she would stick the Tommy exercise tape right in front of me to shut me up as a wee lad at the age of two. <laughs> That's nice. And as, as for me, I mean, I grew up watching the show as every other kid, my brother watched it and I, and I watch it with him. I ended up starting at wild force and then I moved to Japan for a little bit because my dad was in the Navy and um, I watched super Sentai and then I got into the comic books and suddenly I'm, I'm just in love with the franchise so now that we have our history with the Power Rangers, let's talk about the bunch show that started it all, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Probably one of the, the best seasons of, of well, best series, I would say, because there's three seasons, 60 yeah. episodes apiece. So there's a lot to work with wow. with this season. That is a lot to work with. I the fact that lot. we got through it again at all is just a feat in itself. I mean, a normal season now is literally 48 episodes, and then they go on to a whole new team. This was 60 episodes apiece, three seasons. With the same people. <laughs> Almost 180 episodes of the same people, same fight styles, same, same stories, and the fact that it was all different was insane. Yeah, the fact that they kept that specific show, and it, the fact that they actually rely they didn't rely too much they did rely a lot on the sentai footage but the way it was utilized was yeah. really well done i thought that it, it was very interesting if you guys ever watched the uh netflix show the toys that made us the see the episode about power rangers it's actually very interesting ham saban actually said that stan lee the creator of spider-man 
the you know the guy who makes all the cameos in the Marvel movies actually tried to make a Power Rangers show before Saban did. Yeah, I heard it was on Sun Vulcan. Yes, and they they tried to do it, but they they turned it down. And then Ham Saban went up and saw Jew Ranger. And then was like, we got to turn this into an American show. I think this would be great. And he did. And here we are almost 30 years later, watching it still to this day. Exactly. (laughs) It it is insane how old this show is and how it still brings in newer viewers all the time. You know, like uh, I cosplay as the Blue Ranger all the time as Billy Cranston. And there'd be little kids dressed up as the Dino Charge Rangers or as the Beast Morpher Rangers. And they would just come and say hi to me. And it's the fact that these kids are so wee little and they don't even know who the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are, but they know what Power Rangers are. Right. They know what the, the franchise Power Rangers is. They, yes. They know and that, hey, I think that's so is... cool that they can bring in more people like that. And it's great. It's good. It's, it's like Star Wars in a way. Star Wars is good about that. You know, yeah, like the like, original like... trilogy was something my dad watched. The prequels was something my brother watched. And then and my brother's seven years older than me. So it's about a good decade apart. And, you know, I can share with all my friends or maybe one day I'll share with my kids the the newer sequel movies right yeah so i and that's what i love about about this series well what who is your favorite character in this show we got all the rangers of all the rangers of all the of all the characters villains who's your favorite character so it could be a villain it could be a character like who is it from mighty morphin my favorite character uh, it has to be, believe it or not, it's actually a three-way tie. All right, let's the see. The Stone Canyon Trio. <laughs> let's let's say they let's all, hear it. who are they? It, okay, first it would go Aisha, then Adam, then Rocky. <laughs> it's those three. It's the new team that you like. It's I like those three and the way they came in. I like how they came in, not not initially like I'm a Power Ranger now. It's like okay. I know their secret. I can keep that. And then when they were like, okay, we need people to replace us, people that we can trust, people that we know can do what's right for the good of man. Yeah. Then the trio came and had their time to shine. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's a valid, that's, that's a valid reason to like them. If I had to pick my favorite character out of the entire show, it would be a two way tie between Billy Cranston Ooh. and alpha five. Ah yes, I I love Billy Cranston. Don't get me wrong, I love him more than life itself. He's one of my favorite Rangers of all time. I dress up as him for, I mean, for Christ's sake. But you know, um, Alpha Five is definitely have a place in my heart. One, I could do his voice perfectly. Oh, he's on, you know. But <laughs> you know, I, I it, but he's always there. You know, like imagine where the team would be without Alpha. Um, destroyed. In destroyed because Alpha was <laughs> Even though he never yeah. really left the command center except for that one episode where he did. He he yeah. was always in the command center helping Zordon, but you know, he was always there. He was so underlooked. He was an underrated character. He was definitely one of my favorites, though. I, I agree. Like, that is, He was a fan favorite and for good reason. He was basically like the cousin you know is going to help you regardless of what you do. Right, he'll bail you out when you when you need him, and he'll chew you out when you know you're you, you did wrong. 
I would actually like to see Alpha 5 choose somebody out. That'd be fun. Yeah. Jason, do you have any idea what you've just done, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> just imagine him just roasting the hell out of somebody. That'd be that'd be insane. I'm, I'm sorry, Alpha. I had to do it for the rest of the Rangers. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, no, Alpha is definitely one of my favorites. I loved him in the comic series. I love him. But in the show, he is always there when, when people need him. And that, that's why I love Alpha. So well, who is your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite arc in this show? Like, obviously, there's a ton of arcs in the Power Rangers show. There's mm-hmm. the Alien Rangers. I'll count the Alien Rangers because they're basically Mighty Morphin. Uh, the, yeah, they are. There's the Green with Evil story arc. The, I mean, there's the nin, nin, Ninjetti arc. Who, what's yeah. your favorite arc? Um, let me see. My favorite arc. You know, I hate to sound cliche, but it's the white light arc. <laughs> okay. White Ranger. Even though I dis- yeah, even though I discussed this in the comic book where like I felt the comic book better was better executed. This was my first introduction to Tommy. Like yeah. to necessarily like I understand who Tommy is, what his powers are. Like at two years old, I didn't understand this. But when I saw the white light arc, when I re- like rewatched it again on JetX, um, <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, so that's who Tommy is." Okay, he's and a then, badass. Like, the white gotcha. light, it was like, yeah, and it was like when you when you thought about like who could the White Ranger be? Billy discovering the White Ranger powers was like my favorite part of the arc. Like, Definitely. holy crap! <laughs> he was like, like, like hey, he was like, no, like, freaking no. Way. Like what are we, what are we gonna do? Who is this White Ranger? Why are they doing this behind our backs? Like, right? I never really understood that. And then when Kimberly found out who the White Ranger was, she fainted. Fainted. <laughs> she what? fainted. Guess who's back? <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> so yeah, of, of all the story arcs, the White Light is definitely a good one. You know, we get introduced to Saba. We get introduced. Tommy gets his new White Ranger Megazord. We really get to see the power of the White Ranger, and everybody gets so excited. And that's really what made like Tommy was cool as the Green Ranger. Everybody liked Tommy as the Green Ranger, but it wasn't yeah. really until he became the White Ranger that everybody really started to like him. It was because he was a mainstay. Like he wasn't gonna lose his powers again. Right, like the third time, <laughs> but that's really what made him cool. It wasn't the fact that he became the Red Ranger after that, or the or or the Black Ranger after that. It was the fact that we knew he was here to stay this time, and I, I thought yeah. that was really cool about about Tommy. It was really cool. Now, yeah. my favorite arc of all of them would have to be the Ninjetti arc. I mean, we get introduced to Ninjor, we get introduced to the new Zords, we get. You know, like you know, Lord Zed destroyed all the, the all the Megazords. We, I was like, no, they do. We they destroyed all the Megazords. What are they going to do? The bad that like she was actually crying when they destroyed the Megazords. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Kimberly was no. actually. You know, when Kimberly started crying, you know, I started crying because you know I can't. We can't let my crush start crying. You know, I cry. <laughs> you know, oh guys, get when their girls start crying. That's how I felt when Kimberly was crying. Exactly. You're just like, no, something's not right. My my Don't my stop hu- crying, please. My gummy bear's upset. We got we got to fix this. Exactly. <laughs> Bring it on 
down. <laughs> All right, Lord Zed's gonna have to die. All right. Yep. <laughs> Gosh. But you know, I, I love the ninjetti. We get introduced to a ninjor who a lot of people thought was annoying, but you know, I kind of like it. I like I like the ninja voice. I think it's amazing. Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, he's such a sarcastic like character. Like in Legacy Wars, he's super funny. Like in the video game Legacy Wars, you know, he when he gets on the cloud, yes. he's like doing like a little model pose on the cloud and stuff. Just he is screw he screws around all the time and I like that. I think that's super cool of Ninjor. But you know, you get the new Megazords, you get the newest Megazord, which had the it yes. looked really tight. I'm not gonna lie. Ninjetti Megazord looks awesome. The the Ninjetti Megazord was completely awesome and like so cool. You just you just like thought like, yes, this is an upgrade, as right. opposed to this is just another Megazord. No, this is an upgrade. <laughs> It, it, it was it was an upgrade. It was straight up. They got better powers. They obviously were stronger. Tommy and Billy and Kimberly all they were all obviously stronger with yes. the, with this new power. It was like Zordon, where have you been hiding this, dude? Like what the hell? Like what was the point in hiding the, this power? Why didn't you well, start with this? <laughs> I mean, there, there's, a, there's the idea. I mean, remember in the Power Rangers movie, they always said never escalate a fight unless needed yeah, yeah. to. So maybe he just never wanted to escalate the fight because he didn't need to. And then when they finally brought out the Ninjetti Zords and the Ninjetti power, they were like, oh, we had to we had to upgrade ourselves a little bit. That's why, I mean, if you think about it, the Power Rangers could end any fight just by jumping in the Megazord and fighting. Yes, yes, they could. But they don't do that because they don't escalate fighting, which is a big, which is a practice in a lot of martial arts. And it's self-discipline, you know? Yeah. A lot of the Rangers had self-discipline. I was so his thing. I'm not going to lie to you. All the crap Bulk and Skull have said. Oh, yeah. They didn't say one more wrong thing to me. I'm fighting you. No, right. I, 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 you are going to get hurt. It, like, even yeah, when Tommy showed up for the came first off time. as lovable was because of the... Yeah, you know, they had their theme song in the back, which made them sound cartoony, and we loved it. Uh, did you know that Bulk and Skull were actually originally supposed to have their own little spinoff show where they owned the juice bar? What? Yeah, and they kind of played around with it in the Forever Red episode from Wild Force when they were oh, at the pool party and they yeah, answered the and, phone. That was yeah, kind of like the them like acknowledging that they did end up owning the juice bar after that. Okay. Yeah, you know that's actually that. Yeah, that kind of fits like an adult role for them. Like, but then they really ended up. Bad. But yeah, that then uh, the team ended up just coming up with the idea that they would become cops, and then space space guys, and then bartenders, and you know, Bone and Skull. They they are so un- undercredited, and I can't wait to see them in more fan films. And if they do another, yes. if they do another Power Rangers movie, I really hope they they get to be in the movie because I was that was one thing that I, I forgot to mention last episode. Bulk and Skull weren't in the movie. They kind of had a bully, but they didn't have Bulk and Skull. You know what I mean? Like, I think he was like a combination because he was tall but lanky. So I think he was yeah. meant to be the combination of Bulk and Skull. Oh, yeah, he was, was definitely like, meant to okay, be. You're a little... Yeah, like you were, that's what you were meant to be. Like, but I mean, they didn't even call him like Eugene Skolovich or something. You know, like. Yeah, like. Bulk Meyer Skolovich. Like that could have been his name. You know, actually mixed their name. Yeah, it was like yeah, really or something. I think his name was. Oh. I forgot. But you know, like oh, that. Yeah. But 
There were so many things that Bulk and Skull, they were definitely big characters. Now, let's talk about our main team. We got Jason, we got Zach, Kimberly, Trini, and Billy, the main team. We've already talked about Tommy. Well, let's talk about Jason. Jason was a, he, he started off, he was a team leader, you know? And, well, they were all really good kids at the beginning. They were meant to be teenagers with attitude, but, attitude. you know, they did not become teenagers with attitude. They were more teenagers that helped, uh, helped out. But, but yeah. when you think about it at the time, I think it was a good thing for kids to reduce, reuse, recycle, clean up the planet, save the world, and be good. You know? Yeah. I think I, I think that would have been good. Like if it were a PG thirteen show, then yeah, yeah, I would I would understand was, them being attitudey. Yeah, I was just about to say something similar. If it was a PG thirteen like type of TV show where they're like they were more talking about more adult topics, then yeah, attitude would probably be more inclined. And with the kid, with Jason being the team leader, I like how he was a rock leader there are different types of leaders there's the like flow i call them the flow leader the rock leader and the magma leader and the reason i say like he was a rock leader rock leaders are like the stern we got to do this because it needs to be done this is why it's right the flow leader which is what i think tommy was he kind of was a reactionary leader where it was like i'll lead when the time is like when that moment comes a magma leader is like okay we are going to all lead the team together yep. as opposed to being a, def- a defined leader. And I like Jason being a rock leader. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that point. I, but let, 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 what about like Zach? Like he was kind of the uh, magma leader, you know, everybody teaming yes. up together. You know, like when Zach, Zach, Zach didn't get to lead the team much, but when he did need to step up to the plate, he did. Yes. He definitely stepped up to the plate. Like Zach, Zach was second in command for a while before Tommy showed up. It was like if Jason was in like incapacitated or during a fight when Jason couldn't figure something out, Zach was like, look, we're going to do this. Right. Be ready. Like, Throw in the keto. Yeah, exactly. Throw in the hip hop keto. Throw in that hip hop. How'd you feel about that? Him doing like the hip hop martial arts. I thought that was a really cool in, like combination. I wasn't expecting it. Watching Power Rangers, I was like, Okay, he's dancing. He's dancing, and then when he he's, when he starts dancing, he's he like he's gyrating, and then he starts kicking people. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute, something's not right. I <laughs> always like the fact that when he fought the putties, he would be dancing and fighting at the same time, and they would have like the hip hop music, boom, 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 and they're like, yeah, you'd just be like, okay, only be for him. It would only be for him. Oh, every time he fights, that's when the music goes. Honestly, I think he's like the first of the main five to get his own theme song. Oh yeah, definitely. Like before definitely. Tommy, he had his own theme song. Now let's talk about our third in command here. We got Kimberly. Now Kimberly, yes. she started off as the Valley girl, you know, the preppy tennis girl, you know, the, the, the prep, yeah. she, the little rich girl, you know, her dad's a, or the, her uncle's a pilot or parents are her. She's the popular girl, you know? Yes. And uh, you know she was, and she fell in love with the skater boy, uh, uh, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, <laughs> how, how do you feel like Kimberly changed throughout the show? She definitely had the biggest I change throughout the show. She did have the biggest change throughout the show. Kimberly became like not just third in command; she became a more well-rounded person. Yeah. Instead of just being that, I'm the valley girl. I'm popular. You can't beat me. 
But it, she wasn't because they didn't have that attitude that they needed. It was more or less like, I'm the Valley Girl. That's it. It's yeah. now like, okay, I'm the Valley Girl. This is what my parents are going through. This is what I'm going through. This is how I cope with it. Rangers, like being a Ranger makes me better. But right. not for the reasons you think. Like not just a better fighter, not just a better Ranger. It's to make me a more a better person. And that's what I, one thing I did like about Kimberly. I, I, I agree with you full through and through. And, you know, you kind of have to thank people like Ryan Parrott, Ryan Parrott and uh, uh, Kyle Higgins. Those two guys, they really, they add, you, you can't say that they did not add depth to these characters. Yeah, because they did. They definitely, when they, wrote, when they wrote these stories, like Zach being the first candidate for the Green Ranger or Kimberly's parents getting through a divorce, like they never said that in the show. That was all out of the comics, you know? So, you know, you, you, when you read the books and then go back to watch the show, it actually adds more depth to the characters and you actually feel a little more for them. Yeah, that does make sense. It's very true. But can we talk about that Dear John letter? It made me not like Kimberly for a while. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the way that she left, she left for a gymnastics tournament, tournament in France or whatever. In France, yeah, and it was just like, and it's just like Tommy. I fell in love with someone else, and I'm like, oh, oh, that hurts so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the fact that you could have called me. You, you did. Yeah, well, I mean, it was the '90s. I don't think they could. They didn't. Not everybody had cell phones at that time. Dude. That's just true. But like, we saw them be on the phone, like on the payphone, numerous times in the show. Right, you could have called through the payphone or through Ernie. It just it just hit harder because it was a letter. It was just like, ooh. I, I can agree with you on that. But like I said, the comic books really gave it more depth. You know, we got to actually meet John. And we, yeah. we you know, so, I mean, who knows, man? And, and you know what? Tommy found love with Kat. Yes, he ended he up moving on. And we, we like Kat. We love Catherine Sutherland. She did such a great job. But we'll, and we'll get to her in just a minute. But let's talk about Trini. Okay. Let's talk about Trini for a second. Okay, Trini. Uh, rest, Trini. Uh, Twee Trang was one of the first... Think about it this way. Twee Trang was one of the first Asian American women to be a superhero. Very true. You know, and, oh, and wow. she sadly did pass away in 2001 in a car accident, I believe. And uh, yes. it's been a while, you know, and, uh, the, and it really sucks, but... But when you think about it, Twee Trang was one of the first Asian American superheroes. Yeah, she was. The Yellow you Power see, Ranger. You don't see, it did the, the color scheming. We'll talk about that later. But um, oh yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. But Trini, Trini was one of Trini was my favorite character until the Stone Canyon trio showed up. Trini yep. was just like she was a master. She wasn't just a friend. She wasn't just a ranger. She was like, okay, I may be afraid of heights, but here's how I got over it, and here's how you can do this too. Like, it's, she, she was very there. open and honest. Twee Trang was, well, not Twee Trang, but Trini. Well, you know what? They're basically the same person. If I do end up calling her Twee Trang, I apologize. But, you know, I, it, it's sad that ha- what, what happened to her. But basically, they're... She was always there. Like, even in the first episode, she literally risked her life to save Billy. Right. Billy was on top of a ledge being chased by putties, and she threw herself in front of those putties to save Billy. Man. 
She was also there that, for that everybody. Also... She she didn't care who you were, what you did in your past. She all she knew was she had to protect you, and she was a protector. Right. And that's something that a lot of people need in their superheroes. That's that's one of the biggest traits that Superman has. You know, he's a protector. Yeah. Even though I'm not a big Superman fan, I could definitely understand the appeal like of the protector, that person who is just there for you no matter what. Not like a parent, but just they don't even have to know you personally. They, right. They're just, they are there. And I understand that. Yes. And I think that Becky G... She is doing, she did a fantastic job of portraying a protector as well, you know, as, as her being a big yeah. sister and having overprotective parents. That was, a, that was a good way to show that she was a protector. Yeah. And they, they did a very great job at doing that. And the protector that she always protected the most was Billy, probably the most sensitive, the smart guy, the nerd, yes. the one that you and I probably relate to the most. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> and like, I'm just going to say it now so that way it doesn't come up later. David Joe's Hasbro, I swear to God, if you don't bring him back. <laughs> I, I just had, I had to say it. I had to say it. I, was, I, I know. David Yost, bring him back, please. Come on. You, you got to. got to do it, man. Time he needs a better send-off. Jason Billy, doesn't... Billy had a good send-off in the show, but I mean, like, we need a better send-off from the franchise. Yes, yes, we do. So, but Billy, he was the smart guy. You know, he was always there. But, you know, in a way, I feel like everybody knew he was different. And everybody accepted him that way. You know, and that's why I relate to Billy so much. Because I'm different. You know, I'm not like everybody else. I'm different. I'm smarter than a lot of people. I'm not going to say I'm smarter than everybody. Obviously, I'm not. But, um I am smarter in other areas that most people like if somebody came up to me and started talking to me about quantum physics, like I would have no idea what they're saying. But if you want to talk to me about star Wars, here we are. I, I'm your guy, you know? Yes. So I, I in feel, a way, that's the way that I related to Billy because Billy was like, he, he was just, I want to say cool, but not cool at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. I understand that for me. I related to Billy through his growth. It was more or less like his growth as a person, as a fighter, and as a ranger, all together in one. I, I, I've struggled with self-identity for a while. And so with Billy's whole character arc made me look at myself in a different way. Like, yeah, I'm not strong of a fighter. I'm not as strong at this and this, but I know where my strengths lie and I can build myself up to be better than you think I'll ever be. Right. And they, they really showed that because in like the first episode, he was learning karate. And then in the final episode, he was a master in the, in yeah, the martial arts. He was arts. a master, which we're not going to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it with since, since uh, Ranger Lore dude wasn't here. Uh, his video. I sent oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. He actually yeah. He made a video today, didn't he? Yes, about the Billy being the weakest of the Blue Rangers. I wanted to talk to him about like, no, bro was a master by the end. Like, yeah, no. in the beginning, I will admit Billy was definitely the weakest of all the Blue Rangers. But at yeah. the end of the day, Billy he set he paved the way for all Blue Rangers. Yeah, especially my second favorite Blue Ranger, Ethan. <laughs> right. Espe- yeah, Ethan is basically Billy Cranston, which is why Dino yeah, Thunder he, is such a great basically- show. 
you know, it brought back a lot of the dinosaur. It came back with all the, the Super Sentai. It actually, it, you know, it came up with so many things. And Billy, I honestly feel, was a big part of the Power Rangers. He's a legendary ranger. I, I, I will say yes, that right is. now. Billy is a legendary ranger. He needs to come back. I, he really, he really does. I want, I need power. Billy back. We all want Billy yeah, back. David Yost, I, at least make a cameo in the movie or, or something, Please. you know, as Billy's father. It, Tasbro, pass the torch off perfectly. I need you to do this right. <laughs> yes. So let's Please. talk about other Rangers that we got in this season. We obviously got the trio, but first let's talk about Catherine. I know she came out after the trio, but. Uh, cat yeah, was I, I, definitely she was this like she they it's like they tried to do like an evil tommy thing but with her yeah it was for me Catherine felt like an evil tommy but when she became good she felt like not not trini's replacement but someone very similar to treaty she, she was, was protector protector for the team yeah and i was just like okay yes She's cool. I like you. Please, please give protect more. I, I, like I, I, like you. I don't give a crap about your boyfriend. Come on, let's <laughs> 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 Yeah, and, and then you no, see your boyfriend's yeah, like, the green power, the white power ranger, and you're like, oh you're crap. Like, um, <laughs> oh crap. My bad. I mean, I respect <laughs> you and I respect your boyfriend. boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. No, but yeah, Catherine felt she she didn't feel like a character that wasn't she felt like she belonged she yeah, she, wasn't she, just, she was her oh, own character she didn't feel like a kimberly replacement she was she just was like, not she a kimberly was a replacement nobody can replace kimberly i can say that right now exactly <laughs> that was a lot of like you can't replace a crush dude a crush will always no. stay in your heart for life like believe it or not my first crush since you know who my favorite of the trio is she was my technically my second ranger crush because of the first season I ever watched as a kid. <laughs> right. Aisha. Yes, Aisha was my second ranger crush. Are we moving on to the trio now? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that? great that's a great okay. transition. Let's I, talk about Aisha for a little bit. Aisha. Aisha is my favorite. I'll let, of I'll the let Stone you have Canyon this one. I'll trio. let you I'll let you start this one. Okay. Aisha, like when you pass when you go from a protector to like a warrior, it has to be smooth. Aisha's transition felt smooth. It was more like, okay, you're not Trini. I understand that, but you, you gonna kick some mm, PG thirteen. Uh, you gonna kick some ass, <laughs> right? Out anyway, kick like, some ass, take some names. Yeah, kick some ass, take some names, and you're gonna look good doing it. Yeah, and even and with the movie too, I was just I liked how she was like. She had the best lines, in my honest opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, and the like and her and Billy, I, my my friend, uh, my friend actually. Uh, I remember one day we were all talking about Power Rangers one day, and we were all talking. She was like, "I remember in the movie there was this one ranger, the Yellow Ranger," and I was just and I was just like, "There's a ranger that you know, little girls can can look up to, because you know there's we got to admit like characters like Black Panther, like I." Like I remember when uh, Chadwick Boseman died, I never really thought about it, but there was not many characters that looked like African-American kids that they can look up to. And, you know, in characters like Aisha definitely helped pave the way for characters like Miles Morales and Black Panther. 
Yeah, like when it came to Aisha and Black Panther for me, um, because Aisha was the first, like one of the first, I asked, my first technically African-American superhero that I saw and remember was Katie from Time Force, but we're not going to talk about that. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah, Katie, Katie was my first crush. But um, anyway, she felt like a superhero I could look up to, even though I wasn't a girl, but she was like, she looked like me. She she wasn't right. just a placeholder. It was it wasn't. She, she and Zach were like those people were like okay, they're Rangers. I see and they look like me. I may not look physically like them. Like I'm not skinny. I'm not martial <laughs> arts inclined. But they they know what it would be like to be me. Well, I know it's I a like little them. off topic, but how how did you feel when you first saw TJ? Okay, <clears throat> this is a nod to. Black, uh, Blackner comedy. <clears throat> Selwyn Warren, first black leader of the Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. If you, I, I'm you just the, wondering. I was like, might as well get this out of the way. I gotta ask. Okay. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you the video that was from. But and Andre Blackner comedy sung that to to Selwyn Ward. <laughs> okay. And, no, I think there was this one video that I saw. It was like it was for Black History Month. This guy, he made a video. He's like, shift into turbo. If y'all don't know what that means, just click out of this video right now. Shout out to my brother TJ, the first brother to be a Red Ranger. <laughs> exactly. When I when I saw TJ, TJ, I was like, oh, I can be a Red Ranger? <laughs> right. Really? And then uh, and I was I like, I'll put part that he said he was just like he was like but then he went up into space and became the blue ranger because they said you ain't gonna be the red ranger up here because there ain't nothing black exactly. up here in the sky and so it's like, <laughs> it, it just killed me man i thought it was the best video i ever saw and he was just explaining why he loved tj so much and i was just like you know i never really I, thought about it that way i mean i i could i can't physically say that i i can relate to that because you know that i've yeah. always, because you know I, i'm obviously white you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, I've never had to really think about it that way. I, yeah, I, I, it's understandable. Like when, it, when it came to me finding heroes that I could relate to, the Power Rangers had them first. Like, oh, before yeah. Before I got into comics, before, before I got into, like, superhero TV shows, like, other ones, like The Flash and, and Arrow and stuff, it was Power Rangers. It was, you oh, saw yeah. everyone there. You, not everyone, but you saw a, a wide variety of races, ethnicities, heights, yep. all over the place. There, there was no all Caucasian cast. Yep. And it, like for example, like it, it, for example, no, the majority like the the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> just... Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. Like, like I said, I've never noticed that. And it's just like, it was something for me to look at and say, yay, there's something for me out there. Thank but, you, Power Rangers. So Power Rangers, we can obviously say, is probably one of the best when it comes to racial diversity. But let, let, let's talk about Johnny Young Bosch, uh, the, the, another Asian American to play a Power Ranger, the Black, the, the black Ranger. I'm a frog. What's that? Oh yeah, I'm a frog. They're like the kind you kiss. Get a handsome prince. But Johnny Young Bosch, I think he was I think when people think of the Black Ranger, they think of Adam before they think of Zach. That and is it's, true. It's a little interesting. 
like they think of Adam first, but it's like they know there was a black guy there. But when you think of the Black Ranger, it's Adam because he was there technically longer. And you're just like, okay, hi, Adam. You like you stuck out because of your very like open personality, very outgoing, yeah. like very witty, which is why I like the Stone Canyon Trio all had real good quips and like. They were like Spider-Man level quips, and that's why yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> the thing I liked about about um, Adam was like, if you notice, there were actually episodes where they actually like went into Japanese culture, where they talked about Japanese culture, and I thought that was really cool because it introduced kids to other cultures around the world, like like yeah, the episode with his balloon that he made, his Japanese uh, paper mache balloon that he made. I remember this one like yeah. perfectly and it almost got destroyed by a, a monster and he was almost really upset about it because his parents would have been upset about it because they had a big festival coming up. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that episode or not, but I do. I I vaguely remember the episode. I, I mainly remember Adam being upset. I I vague, I don't remember the monster. The monster is probably what'll make me like remember that episode more vividly right. but i do remember that episode i remember him talking to the rest of the team like hey i need to get this back it's very important, important. To me culturally culture yeah it's and i thought that, that was cool that that this show could introduce kids to more cultures yeah you know because i cool. can honestly say like i mean as a kid that i grew up in italy and japan like literally i was eight years old when i went to the uh the what what's the place called in Rome, Italy? Uh, the chapel. I totally uh, yeah. Sistine Chapel. The Sistine Chapel. Yeah, I've been to the Sistine Chapel as, as an eight year old. Nice. You know, so I I mean I can say, but that's because my dad was in the navy. You know, so I mean I was already introduced to mul- many cultures, but you know there are a lot of people like when I when people tell me they've never left the country, it actually kind of freaks me out because I'm like, why, you know. <laughs> I've I've never left the country. Yeah, I would recommend trying it sometime. I, I will when there's not something a, out there. Pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When right. I, out I, I I don't blame you. I, I would recommend I will it. Go. it is a beautiful place. <laughs> um but yeah, like it, it it just confused me as a kid because I, I was just so used to moving around all the time and I, I, I can understand other people's cultures. But the fact that Power Rangers was able to bring a culture over from another country to our living rooms was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Now that you I, think about it, right? Just, Let's talk about Rocky, you though. About it, it's like, Rocky, they actually handled more serious topics. If you think about it, there was a gambling addiction. Oh, yeah. The episode when, when he was, was addicted was the, to the video game. Yeah, when he was addicted to the video game and then they basically didn't he go in the video game i forget the. i, forget I don't remember like for no, like there's 180 episodes dude there's so much i i don't remember all of it yeah but yeah, i'm like i'm like um but uh, i do remember him yelling at a little kid that said rocky can i play and he said no man i'm playing like oh yeah yeah that is on yeah, there are a lot of rocky tributes and that is the first thing they show yeah <laughs> and because like, oh, now no. that was a that was a very serious episode because that's something that a lot of people can so power rangers they cover multi-cultures they they got serious things cleaning up the earth power rangers is there for everybody and it's super underrated yes. now 
Like I tell people that I like Power Rangers, they go, "Why? It's a kid show." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it also covers subjects that that more kids should know about." It, exactly. Like when you, like when Beast Morphers, for like, example, hey, did it perfectly with the robot brother. You know, don't judge yes. people by, for who they are. <laughs> judge them by what they do. Exactly. Like, like came sure, to, he's a robot, like, but he's also your brother. He's technically half of you, and he wants to be your friend. You know, right? Like he is you. Like he is part of you. Don't don't diss him for that. Yeah. And one thing I liked that Power Rangers taught me since my first season was Time Force. It was the ability to choose. Yep. Like the ability to choose my own destiny to make sure I can do what I want to do, within reason, of course. But <laughs> right. Like you're not gonna see me just going around dressed up as as Batman every day. No, but I would. Like, I, I would, but yeah, that that's gonna be really hot in the summertime. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> back, to, yeah, back to Power Rangers. It it taught me like choice. Wild Force taught me a little bit of responsibility. Dino Thunder taught me growth, and it was just like it, each season has something to teach kids. It yep. can come in different ways and come in different lessons, but it always teaches you a lesson and it can be for adults and for kids right the more you learn the more you earn exactly and and that's what i love about this show now before we close up let's let's talk about our favorite theme songs i thought maybe that'd be i think that'd be a good actually oh okay (laughs) so what is your favorite theme song which one makes it slap for you the hardest okay the theme song that makes that makes it slap for me the hardest. It has to be Lightspeed Rescue. Okay. You know they say the same thing over and over. You you just know like this is a serious season. Like this stuff is going down. We fight demons. Like this song, it is like it's like the signal. It's like a work, it's in my workout playlist. Whenever really? I start like bench pressing, I'm like, the signal is He's coming. <laughs> Our planet is falling. Okay, but yeah, that yeah, one dude, slaps for me. I for me, my favorite theme song is SPD. You you already know I love SPD. Yes, yes, I do. Love SPD. And you know, I hear that SPD emergency. Yes. <laughs> you know, Ron Wild slaps. All right, I, I actually follow him on uh, Spotify. Have you ever heard of? He actually does mostly classical music, which is actually insane. It's really weird. You know, like you hear it's classical music, and you're like, "Really? This is what he does?" Really? And then you, and then you're like, "Punk rock, You know, but yeah, that way slaps for me. Uh, so what 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 was my other thing that I was gonna say? The the other thing before we closed up our Power Ranger little series Fan that we did. Fan series. Winkle fan series. Sure, we can do that. What's our <laughs> fan series? Okay, I think we both kind of share a favorite fan series. What's yours? Okay, for me. Because I got into both of them at the same time, it's a two-way tie, but Unworthy edges out a little bit more. Uh, it's Unworthy and Jammingers. Okay. Uh, 
I like Jamagers because even though it's not Power Rangers, it's Super Sentai. It's within the same Toku Toku family. Unworthy edges out mainly because of the cast. They're all really cool. Like they're all very talkative. Like they they are very open people. So is the cast of Jamagers. Don't get me wrong. But oh yeah, like uh, what what's his name? Uh, Deku Deca Mexican or whatever. Yeah, yeah Deca Mexican. They're all super nice guy. Super nice guy. Like he will literally talk to you if you you. You could be literally a new fan of his, and he'll be like, "Hey, what you need? Like, you, you want to ask me a question? Yes, please answer this." And then when the Rock finally uh, acknowledged his existence, I remember that. I don't know if you remember uh, that. Yeah, when he dressed up as, Bla- uh, as Black Adam, Black Adam. Uh, the Rock actually featured him on his page, and he got I know, super right? the power challenge. The power, yeah. But okay, can we do we count? Can we count um, Hyperforce? As a fan season, you can if you want to. Uh, it's canon. But I will. I count, but it, it is canon, by fans. So yeah, sure. Why not? Like it can be both. I count it as both. Like it's a fan season, but it's canon. It's like, have, mm. well, yeah. here here it is for me. My my favorite series, believe it or not, Unworthy is definitely one of my favorite fan series. But I'm gonna have to go with Shattered Past on this one, man. Oh, okay. Shattered Pass, like, um, Colin is such a nice guy, and he even has a comic book that ties into Shattered Pass. And uh, I read it, yeah. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, uh, but I am excited, and if he does end up selling physical copies, which I think is what he's doing soon, I'm going to try and buy You're one off. You're going to like it. But, um, You're going to like it. But there are so many things about Shattered Pass. One, I love SPD. Sam is definitely one of my favorite Rangers. And and now that Shattered Pass will be technically <laughs> teaming up with Unworthy, I mean they can be considered the same thing. They so, can be considered within the same the same world. Yeah. And I, when it comes to Shattered Pass, I loved it. I like that it was like the the nobody and the um what was it the nobody and the forgettable character. Which yep. one are you? <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> like I'm nobody like- and forgettable. Exactly. I like how he made Sam a new character. Sam, He really did. And honestly, the way that Colin made Sam, I feel like Sam would legitimately grow up to be like that. Yes. I agree. Like, ah, like, well, well, you see, this is before, I think this is uh, Sam before SPD because the Sam yeah, in SPD has obviously grown up a little more. He has a lot more training. As for this guy, he's kind of, he's kind of new to the scene. Uh, yeah, I can agree. I can agree. He is kind of new to the scene. He's he's not ex- he's experienced with the Omega Morpher, but he's not experienced with the whole time travel concept or the Power Ranger concept. <laughs> yeah, we're very true. <laughs> like, don't escalate a fight. Uh, uh, Omega, Omega access. <laughs> exactly. My Omega charges. And we got to talk about <laughs> ATO Worldwide's hit hit song. Man, that that song slaps, bro. That song does slap. Save the future. We got to go back. Omega time jump. Power Ranger. Omega access. I like how he included every single, almost every single season in the lyrics. It was really well done. What's that? I like how he included every single season in the lyrics. Yes. ATO. And he's such a nice guy. And if you guys want to check out his merch, he does have, if you just message him, he will tell you how to get some merch. And I have to buy a t-shirt off of him. Because I told him I'd buy one months ago, and I just totally forgot about it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, oh, no. 
I, I, t- I told him I'd buy one and I never did. Now I feel bad. Yeah, now you might want to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jamari, I appreciate you being on this, this Power Ranger adventure with me. This has no been, problem, man. I feel like I actually made a real friend out of this. So, <laughs> Definitely, it will hit you up next time we do another boys episode. And if we do a Power Rangers episode, I'll definitely try and hit you up again. Agreed. But until then, I will see you in another life. Is there uh, anywhere we can find you, though? You can find me on Instagram at HyperboyBlue2.0. You can also find me on TikTok under a similar name. It should either be HyperboyBlue or HyperboyBlue2.0. I've been changing stuff recently, so we'll see. But it, essentially, you can find me under Hyperboy Blue. And once you see my picture, you'll know why I'm named that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. And if you guys like this podcast, you can follow me at Comic Comedy Podcast on Instagram. And you can also follow me on TikTok at Shubidubert, S-C-H-U-B-Y-D-O-O-B-E-R-T. And I will start starting my Star Wars series. My next series will be on all the Star Wars movies. I will be watching them in order, and I will be having a TikTok star for each episode. But and, and I will start uploading those to YouTube under Comic Comedians. So we have a YouTube channel now. So yes. until then, we will see you guys in another life. May the power protect you, and we'll see you guys later. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Peace.